Hello and welcome to this very, very, very late night edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Hunter Hodes. Follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LO underscore Penguins. And uh, wow, what a game. The Penguins, we are finally back in business after a week and a half off. Um, you know, I just can't believe, you know, that well, that felt like basically it was two months, but you know, the Penguins got back in action and they got a big win against the Philadelphia Flyers tonight, 4-3 in overtime courtesy of Sidney Crosby, who to this day, you know, 15 years later, still owns the Philadelphia Flyers, you know, and they can take those Crosby sucks chants and they can just, you know, get bent with them because um, Sidney Crosby is still the mayor of Philadelphia and he proved it once again tonight. Um... I will say with this performance, I guess I'll just start off with Tristan Jari. Um, he put them in, the Penguins in a position to win this game. I know he gave up three goals again, and that has been a trend lately with Tristan Jari. But of all the three goals that he gave up, I really don't think any three of them were stoppable. Um, the first one, you know, way out of position, but also Jack Johnson had a turnover on the Flyers' power play goal. Second one, um, just a, that was a bad um attempt for Latang to get it out of the zone. He can't go up the middle of the ice like that. He has to just get it off the boards or something. Didn't really like that play from him. And then the third uh and then Pitt like just sniped it uh, right over his glove. That was just a really nice shot. And the third goal, um the puck literally Kevin Hayes literally threaded between three players, basically went off three players right to Scott Lawton and Stick who had a wide open empty net to tie the game at three. So but you know he made some monster saves in the third period when they needed to. You know, Kevin Hayes had a semi breakaway um, there was just, there were, Van Reeves Day had a really good chance on a pass from Giroux. He was there when he was needed to, and the Penguins, he, he was the biggest reason why they won tonight, if not the biggest reason. Um, even though Cindy Crosby and Evgeny Malkin did have some really, really, really good games, but Manjari, you know, you know, all that, you know, I mean, it, it is true he has given up three goals lately in a lot of his starts, but, you know, man, you know, with the way these two goalies are playing right now with Murray and Jari, you know, you got to feel awfully comfortable um, with the Penguins' goaltending situation. And, you know, it's just going to make it that much harder to decide who starts game one of the playoffs. But all in all, though, you're going to need both of these goalies in the playoffs. You know, it's not, you know, it, it was said basically in 2016-17 when Fleury uh, won half the games and then, you know, Murray went on the rest of the way to win basically the rest, the half, um, the half, the, the second half of the other games. So, you know, they're going to need both, and you really can't go wrong with starting either one in game one. Both of them are just playing really, really good right now. Um, wouldn't be surprised if either one started against the Capitals, though I'd maybe lean Jari a little bit considering this performance was really good. But I also could see Sullivan going to Murray and just being like, you know what, you, you played really good against Boston before the break. Now as you're here, now's a chance to go up against the Capitals, who are the league's best team right now, and they got to win against the Ottawa Senators tonight and you know they put them back up against them but still um there's a really good performance from Tristan Jari again uh, it's just it, it just keeps on going and what a story that he has been just the whole season he's just been absolutely outstanding but um I thought the uh, the first period of this game was um pretty wolf I tweeted it uh that was probably 45 minutes of my life that I will not get back uh, that's one way to put it. I think combined through the first period, there was five shots on net. I think it was three to two in favor of the, um, the, I actually know it was like, it's not five, I think it was six shots, three to three. The shots were tied. So, um, and the goal, only goal, of course, was scored by Voracek with less than a minute to play on the power play. But, uh, yeah, that was, that play, that period looked like two teams that were off for a week and a half and were just thrown into a game when they were, had so much time off. That's what it looked like. And, 
Yeah, that, that's going to happen when you're offered or when you're both offer. I think ten days, especially for the Penguins, who you know they you know they were gas going into the prior game against Philadelphia. Then the second period, they woke up. That was a really really strong second period. Um, Malkin was able to tie the game. I don't know what Brian Elliott was doing on that goal, and then the second goal, Brian Rust, uh, his twenty second of the season. Uh, what an absolute freight train that he is right now. I just can't say enough words about how he just keeps doing what he's doing. Um, he, he almost, I tweeted this during the game, he almost brought the house down um, in overtime at PPJ Paints Arena. He basically passed it to himself, split the two Flyers players, and I think that shot went off the post or it was saved by Elliott or went, it was one of the two. Oh my God, that would have been one of the goals of the year for the Penguins if Russ was able to score there. And I thought he was considering the season he's having. Um, whenever he just he has the puck, it's just downright scary what he can do. Um, it's just it's nuts just how good of a season he's had. Uh, Matt Chad four one two, a guest of this podcast, and we'll have him on soon. He had a great tweet. Um, Brian Russ at three point seven five million has twenty two goals, and uh, for the Flyers, Drew and Voracek, who make sixteen million per year. Um, between the two combined, um, actually, yeah, so combined 16 million per year have 23 goals to Brian Russ 22, and he makes um, not even half of that salary, probably just a quarter of it. So it just goes to show. I thought that was really funny. I had to share that. Um, and then Chris Letang had a goal. Chris Letang was able to get the goal before he had his egregious error on the uh, Tyler Pitlick goal. He you know, beat Brian Elliott from almost an impossible angle. Brian Elliott was really bad tonight. Uh, that was the more of the Brian Elliott that we're used to seeing, not the Brian Elliott that shut out the Penguins in the game prior to the All-Star break. And then, of course, Sidney Crosby was able to win it in overtime as uh, Sean Couture had a really um, just a bad turnover um, before, and then the Flyers just never saw the puck again because, uh, you know, it was just, you know, right after that rush chance, Crosby got the puck from Latang and he fired it from the uh, right wing circle and he beat Elliott um, stick side. And that's all she wrote that the Penguins uh, beat the Flyers. So that's two of the three that they've beaten them this year. They will next play them. I believe it's March 29th in Philadelphia. I believe that is a Sunday. I believe that's an afternoon game. I have to double check, but I'm sure it'll be on national TV. Um, these games are always on. It seems like they're always on national TV. And, yeah, that was just a really good win for the Penguins. I don't think they deserved it. Uh, I think that's one way to put it, especially with that third period. Um, that was atrocious. That third period was absolutely awful. The Penguins were giving up um, way, way too many chances, especially after limiting the Flyers to just 13 shots on net for the first two periods. I think the, I think the Flyers had almost 20 um, in the third period. So the Penguins definitely let their foot off the gas paddle. The, the Flyers were taking it to the Penguins in that period. Um, and Tristan Jari was able to bail them out. He was able to keep the game tied after the Scott Lawton um, tied it up because the Penguins really didn't have any chances at, towards the uh, the rest of that period. I think they had a two-on-one. For some reason, Brandon Tanev didn't shoot it when there was an open lane to. He tried to throw the pass to the other side. I think it was to Aston Reese or Bluger. I have to double-check which one it was. Just take the shot in those situations, man. Just, you have a better chance of you know, scoring on Elliott, who had been really bad up until that point. Um, instead of passing it to, you know, Bluegrass Austin Reese, you know, just take the shot in that situation. But, yeah, I just, you know, it was the Penguins looked gassed in that third period. But, you know, that overtime, it was going to end one of two ways. Either they were going to give up a stupid goal on like a 2-on-1 or whatever, a 2-on-0, or Sidney Crosby was just going to be like, hey, I'm going to take it in my own hands and remind um, everyone in Philadelphia why um, I own their team and I, uh, I take up so much real estate in their fans' heads. So, Great for the Penguins to get the win. That moves them to um, six points ahead of the Islanders now. Um, they're still six points behind the Capitals. And 
Um, what a game that is going to be on Sunday against the uh, the Capitals. I'm very, very excited to watch that game nationally televised. Uh, this is their first meeting. Um, so this make, think of this as kind of the appetizer and the main course on Sunday afternoon is going to be our Penguins Capitals. We'll be getting into more of that um, coming up after the break as we'll have a, actually a very special guest um, who joins the show who's actually going to be here um, watching the game. All right, so um, for this, uh, these last couple segments actually of Locked On Penguins, um, we are joined by the host of Locked On Capitals, um, Nicole Giordano, ESPS. Um, she is my girlfriend, so um, I think everyone probably knows that by now. If you probably didn't, I guess you probably haven't not paid attention on Twitter or whatever or Instagram if you follow me or whatever. So, um, Nicole, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, it is finally here, 52 games into the season, and we finally have a Penguins-Capitals game, 1230 on NBC. Uh, Doc Emmerich, um, uh, Brian Boucher instead of Pierre Maguire, which is nice, and Eddie Olchek will be calling the game as – uh, the first, these will be the first, uh, the first game of Penguins Caps, and then they'll play again, and it'll be in Washington before the two games um, after that will be in Pittsburgh. Yeah, so I'm extremely excited. This is, you know, the games that I have marked on my calendar from the beginning. Uh, honestly, more excited about this game than I am the Super Bowl, which is probably a a bad take, but I'm just really excited. These two teams um, could not be in a better place. Uh, in the standings for their first matchup. It is so tight right now. Um, although with the Caps win tonight, the Caps are six points ahead, um, but it's still Caps could lose a few, Pens could win a few. It's just, it's it's very tight. So I think that will just add on to this rivalry. Um, I think both teams are always amped to play each other. Um, so it's always a really aggressive uh, game and I can't wait. I think it's going to be a great one in Washington. Yeah, it's it's the main course. Um, you know, it's probably a bad take that you think it's going to be better than the Super Bowl, but <laughs> we'll let better, it, but... <laughs> we'll let it pass because the Super Bowl is going to be really good between the Chiefs and the 49ers. PS, I have the um I have the 49ers winning the Super Bowl this year. I think um hopefully my stepdad will probably be partying after the game since him and his family are massive 49ers fans, so you know, shout out to him. But yeah, this game is going to be awesome. You know, it's the first um I've probably been on a broken record. I keep saying that it's the first <laughs> matchup and you know you always know Crosby and Ovechkin are uh, awake for these matchups you know Benny Malkin of course you know but you know the Capitals they're the, one of the league's best teams for a reason they have a lot of um, high caliber players up front their depth is pretty good um, I'm not really sure what goaltender they're going to start in that game because Braden Holpe's numbers lately have been well most for most of the season have not been pretty um I Nicole I still uh can't fathom as to how he was kind of at the all-star game this year with his numbers but and I would be curious to see if they go to Samsonov for this game yeah so I it's kind of been highly talked about among Caps fans and um Caps media of who's gonna start Sunday's game honestly I would like Samsonov and I think that Reardon is going to go with Samsonov. Um, he was talking to Samantha Pell of the Washington Post today, um, and he said that he is aware now as well that the Caps show up way more in front of Samsonov. They're more comfortable. They play a better game. Um, so I think that statement after practice was very telling. Um, I think that's who Reardon and the Capitals feel comfortable with for these big games. Um, I just hope he is doing what Holtby does. He's slumping, although his slump has lasted 
most of the season. He shows up sometimes in games, and I think a big issue is that his team's just not comfortable with him in net right now. So even during games where it's not all his fault, um, for whatever a, a variety of reasons, yeah. the team is just not showing up in front of him. Um, so I hope Samsonov gets the start. I think Samsonov will get the start, but I think that will be very telling if he does. It will kind of shift the tides of, is Samsonov our starter? Um, but I would like to see him in net. I think he's highly skilled. Uh, I covered the Hershey Bears, member of the media last season, was up there a lot, really got to watch him develop. Um, so I'm just really happy for him. I think he's had a hell of a year, um, and I think he's the future of Caps goaltending. So. Yeah, he definitely is. And you bring up that very interesting point about how they feel more comfortable with him in net. You know, a lot of, some of the media has actually asked Mike Sullivan about that, you know, with Murray and Jari since they've gone back and forth a lot. Both goaltenders are playing really good right now, as I've said. And, you know, the players have also said they feel comfortable with both in net. You know, they play kind of the same, uh, they just, they play the same style. The Penguins, of course, are one of the best defensive teams in the league. You know, shot attempts again, scoring chances against. Goals against, they're in the top five, top ten in the league, which is um, a credit to all, a big credit to you know the buy-in from the players with Mike Sullivan. And, and I said in the segment before, I'm not really sure who's going to start this next game. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if it's Tristan Jari, considering how he willed the Penguins to um, at least a point, and then Sidney Crosby, of course, took over. But it also wouldn't shock me if Murray started, who has won his last five starts, six of seven. His numbers are improving. Um <clears throat> But I just know I'm going to support um, either goalie that plays. But, um, yeah, it has been a weird season for Braden Holtby. Um, you know, of course, his contract is expiring. Um, we all know probably that he's not going to be back in Washington next year. Um, I've always been of the belief that you don't pay a goaltender um, like that the money that he's looking for because it can screw up your cap situation moving forward. And, you know, the goalie position is a lot of voodoo. And when you have a younger, cheaper option in net who is putting up better numbers, you tend to go with that. And that's what the Penguins did, of course, with Marc-Andre Fleury with the expansion draft. They led to go to Murray. And now the Capitals, I think, should follow suit. And, you know, go let Braden Holpe get paid because it only takes one team to overpay for a goalie like him. And it's going to happen. I'm just, I'm going to laugh when it happens. And um, I, I, I can't wait, but... Nicole, just you know, give a give a little bit of a caps overview for um, uh, the listeners here. You know, just like um, somehow some players are doing. We all know Jacob Rana has a, had a big breakout season. I still remember the time where Barry Trotz somehow scratched him in the playoffs against the Penguins for some reason, and um, I couldn't fathom that at the time, and I still can with how well he's playing. Yeah, don't get me started with Barry Trotz. That's for a whole other episode. But um, no, I think that. All of the caps right now are, are really playing well, except for, like we were saying, except for Holby. Um, one player that I am really impressed with this season um, is Jonas Siegenthaler. Um, he is also, you know, come up in the cap system, has been incredible. He's worked really hard to get this solid, consistent uh, position in the caps lineup. Um, and I think that he is a crucial part of this team. Um, he is really just consistent. He's solid. Uh, he's dependable. Um, and he's kind of one of the guys that not many people talk about, not many people think of, um, especially if they're not Caps faithful. So that's someone that I think is doing really well. Obviously, Jacob Verona, like you said, um, he is the future of the Capitals. He's so young, so talented, so fast. Um, I think that he's also 
a little bit underrated, uh, maybe underrated in the sense that people who aren't really super hockey fanatics or just the average hockey fan, um, it's not a name that they might might recognize or realize how talented he is. Um, but, you know, obviously Ovechkin is just absolutely on fire. He's 10 goals in the last five games, I think it is, um, in his last five games. Of course, he, he sat out the game for the punishment um, for skipping the All-Star break but all-star game. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I think all the capitals are, are playing really well. There's really not anyone that I would like to see do better, um, except for Holpe, but our goaltending, uh, you know, we have so many other options that I'm not too concerned. And yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, you know, it's going to be really great to watch this game and just to see how, you know, those players do. And, you know, just remember, guys, you know, for, for the advertisers, if you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Penguins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Penguins fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Penguins fans that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. All right, so Nicole, with this, um, you know, with the uh, the first of four games with the Penguins and the Capitals, um, you know, I thought it'd be cool. You know, I just, I think this is, these four games are potentially going to decide the Metropolitan Division. You know, we all know it's Penguins are six points behind the Capitals right now. But, you know, if the Penguins miraculously somehow sweep the season series, which I'm sure probably won't happen, neither team ever sweeps um, each other in the regular season series. But if by some miracle they did, um, I think the Penguins will be in just a really good position to win the Metropolitan Division. Um, it's usually not that close. Usually the Capitals will run away with it. But um, it's just these four games coming up, it's, just, it's really going to decide first place because I really don't see the Penguins um, sliding out of that second place role since the Islanders have kind of uh, slumped a little bit lately. Yeah, no, I agree. I think these four games are going to be incredible. I know a lot. there was a lot of um, hate and people were upset that the Caps weren't playing the Pens until so late in the season. But I think that now, um, I mean, I for one am pretty excited because all of these games mean even more than they usually do. Um, so obviously uh, four games with the teams that are fighting for first and second place um they're gonna mean a lot <laughs> it could be a total swing so and i i don't i really don't see any team sweeping um the series not these two they play each other too too rough um uh, i don't know I, I wouldn't be shocked if it goes a split um i don't know why i'm sensing that each team is gonna win in their own city they probably will um, that's usually how it <laughs> always goes with them yeah Penguins caps games um, so that's just, that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting. I'm sure there'll be, um, one of the weird, super high scoring games. Like there always is another like seven to six. Vibe. There's always one during the season <laughs> series, one. which is like that. Then the rest are like some like three, two, four, three games. Which, which I are, prefer. Yeah. Me, um, me too. I, I feel like when it gets into like those seven, six, eight, seven games, but it's they're, just. They're fun. They're fun, but they get a little frustrating because it does come down to a lot of officiating towards the end and who gets that, you know, lucky balancer. Who gets the extra power play? And it, 
I leave those games feeling, if I don't win, <laughs> really annoyed. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know what it is. For me personally, losing like a seven to six, like you get six goals and you still lose the worst feeling. Um, so, but I think they're all going to be great. Um, I think they're all going to be close, either high score and a low score. And I think it's going to be within a goal or, or two. Um, they usually always are. Uh, none these teams aren't going to blow out one another. They're too evenly matched up. So I just, I really can't wait. I know earlier I, I said, I don't think they gave better than the Super Bowl. I think I'm more excited personally um, for this matchup. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, I just can't wait. And I'm excited that we have four of these to go in the second half of the season. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's really exciting. And, of course, we have um, a couple of them in March. The Penguins, I think, play the Capitals in a couple of weeks after this game back in Washington. And then the Penguins will host the uh, the Capitals. Two games in March. I think one of them is another 12-30 game or it's a uh, nighttime game. I'm not really sure. I have to check the schedule. But um, coming up after this game, the Penguins will go back on the road again. Um, they have the Florida trip, which always happens every season. I'm surprised this time it's not a back-to-back like it's always been. They'll go to play Tampa Bay, who has been absolutely red hot lately, getting up to second place in the Atlantic. Wouldn't surprise me if they actually up unseat Boston for first. And they will go play the Panthers for the third and final time. Um, this season as well, before coming back and playing five of their next six home games, uh, five of their six, yeah, five of their six next games will be at PBG Pants Arena, where the Penguins have been um, one of the best teams at home this season. So um, I think that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Penguins. I apologize that it's so late, but um, I wanted to do it after the game and when um, Nicole is here. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Um, enjoy Penguins Capitals this weekend. I'll have another episode. Coming Monday, we'll recap the game, uh, see how the Penguins did, uh, preview the week ahead, and who knows, this next week could be the week where Jim Rutherford finally makes his trade. You know, it's the deadline's just about three weeks away. He always likes to strike a few days before the deadline, so it really could happen at some point next week, as me and Jeff were also talking yesterday, so also go back and watch that episode. It was really good to have Jeff on. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Locked on Penguins, and we will talk to you all soon.